Welcome to Liam's Mail. Thank you for joining me on the show. It's a great day to be alive. We hope today's mail is good news to your body, soul, and spirit. And this morning, or this, it's evening my time this morning, his time, I'm joined with Adam Shepsky all the way from Canada. How you doing, Adam? Oh, my bro, it's good to be on the show with you. This is yeah. so fun to connect. It's good to have you on here. Adam and I met in 2018 through a mutual friend of ours, Ben Fitzgerald. And um, Adam came and mm-hmm. and hung out with us when we were doing Jesus schools, and I just love this guy. I love him. We've become friends. So mm. yeah, yeah. Very mutual. It's very mutual. You're a gift, <laughs> Liam Swain. You're kind. You're kind. I'll, I'll give. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll pay you the money for saying that. Hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, before we get into talking all things God and life and whatever, wherever we go this morning. Um, what's your favorite thing to do besides ministry, like outside of ministry? What's one thing that you just love to do? Oh, I, uh, I've fallen in love with running. It's, it's like a terrible habit, <laughs> but just, I just, who just I just want off here. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> But I just love running. I just, all I want to do is run for hours and hours every day. It's this weird and yeah, this thing that I just discovered a number, a number of years ago, probably around when we met that stage of my life and just do it. I just, um, the longer, like just long distance running, it's just become a really, really beautiful hobby. And, uh, it just, I meet with the Lord, do all my deep thinking, get a good sweat. It's, uh, yeah, it's turned into a really cool gift in my life right now. I should have these pads like when you say, I love running. I just be like one of those, you know, just a little, <laughs> just a little play around with it. I was going to do the applause, but I was like, no, nah, I don't, it's not, I don't like, I don't. You, yeah, don't encourage this. I don't, yeah. I don't agree. I like short sprints. It's, it is. I'm a short sprints guy. I'm like 100 meters, 10 times. I'm good. I'm done. It's so funny because Melissa, my wife, she, <laughs> Melissa's always like, I, there's one thing on a man that I've, I've never found attractive and that's marathon legs. And my husband has them now. <laughs> She's what, just what is like, marathon? is that like toothpicks? Is that marathon legs? Like, yeah, just tiny little skinny legs. <laughs> yeah. She's just like, I'm with, I'm with Mel. <laughs> I've, I've, never, I've just never found the running part of it attractive. I'm like, why are you killing your body to run? Like, no, you don't have to do this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're not hunting lions or something over 40 Ks. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I could if I ever needed to. Yeah, because there's heaps so. of lions floating around in Canada. Um, so many. Gotcha. I tell me one fact about you that, people would find interesting a fact about me that people find okay so i'm secretly acquiring titles to my name and so i last year no but at some point i want to find if if i could become an honorary doctor somehow or write a Uh, uh, a thesis or whatever thesis and then yeah, and then become one. But right now, I'm I'm both a reverend and I'm a lord because I own a square foot of land in Scotland. So I'm Do legally, really? 
Do you could really be known as the Reverend Lord. It's the Reverend Lord Shevsky. Is that is that so weird? Is, is this like you bought something off? Of like totally, totally. My Bitcoin. a buddy of mine did. Like, he I bought it for me. Bitcoin and... for a five by five piece of land in in Edinburgh. Yeah, hundred percent. A friend of mine bought it, and now I'm the Lord. So I might run and become the mayor of our local little municipality, so you and then I could be the Lord Reverend Lord Mayor. Oh, that's brilliant. Are you are you actually so, like are you a Reverend, or is that just what people call you? Like. I am. I you're am ordained. ordained. You're ordained. So, is that yeah. automatic that yeah. you get called reverend when you're ordained? Um, at least here in in with the um, credentialing body I'm, that I'm with. I'm ordained. Maybe I'm Reverend Liam Swain. Maybe I need to change the title on the. No, no, I'm not, I don't. Want to <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah, you can. You can see it. Official. Oh, no, I'm sure. I know. Reverend Adam Shesky. I know that your listeners. Your listeners can't see that, but I'm the Reverend. Call me Rev. That's good. The, bish, <laughs> the Bishop. The Bishop. The, bish. the Duke. The Lord. The Mayor. That's good. I like it. Oh, I like yeah. it. Yep. Like, I like, now obviously this is out there, but yeah, if you get like a few more, you should just keep it real quiet. And then when you, when you die and they're doing like the, you yeah. know, and your kids are there and yep. they're like, Lord, Bishop, Reverend, Doctor, Philosopher, Historian, Adam <laughs> Shevsky is begot by. And you're like, what? Hang on. We didn't know this. And you're like, what? He's a, somehow I was knighted. Yes, sir. Oh, if you get a UK. sir, I'd be impressed. <laughs> Mate, if you get a sir, I will... I need to think of something. Oh, like I want to say I'll fly over, but I probably won't be allowed in the vicinity of the nighting. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'll make sure you're there. If that ever happens, it'll be need, for some ridiculous reason. And if you if you become sir, you need, you. To, you need to think of something really good to ask the king. Like you need to, yeah. Something's something funny. Yeah. Do you know? That? Yeah. Anyway. Last question. Um, we, 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 people like, what is this podcast about? This is a bit different from your normal podcast, Liam. You're talking about the and we're royal priesthoods, we're whatever. Um, have, have you got a good joke? I'm asking all my listeners now. I actually, this is my new, my new thing. All my listeners, so all my, you, all my people. I'm not asking all the listeners, I'm asking all the people. Who would come <laughs> on my show? That would, yeah, not asking all the listeners. But actually, you could email me in some good jokes. Yeah. 100%. So, my favorite jokes to pull on people are something that I got from you in 2018. Oh, yes. And they're power moves. Oh, bro, bro, hang on. You, my, the listeners won't see this, but it's sitting right there. No way! That's awesome! Bro, I got it, I got so it for Father's Day. That was my Father's Day gift from Shen. Mate, they are oh, so funny. Some of them, some of them not so much, there's... but some of them are hilarious. Yeah. For those that don't know, so I love doing... and Andy, yeah. Power Moves on their podcast. That's a plug for Hamish and Andy. And yeah. Um, yeah. They're, they're basically people lauding it because you were a lord, so you're lording it over people in clever 
non kind of threatening, yeah. non generally not nasty but funny ways. There are some nasty ones on there, but yeah, yeah. So my favorite to do is when you're introducing a friend to someone else and you're like, hey, this is my friend Todd. And then you put up air quotes with your fingers and you say, he's a firefighter. And you quote yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> around what they do. Yeah, yeah. He's a brain <laughs> surgeon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he owns a or you just of land you... in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. <laughs> 100%. So that is one of my favorite jokes to do with someone as I'm introducing them somewhere. Hey, this is my friend. They're, uh, they're, or just be like, this is my quote unquote friend, Todd. Yeah, yeah. This is my <laughs> wife, Melissa. Yeah, these, <laughs> these are my three children. Yeah, yeah, nah, brilliant. That's my good. children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are they really your children? Are they? Yeah. What are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's good. I like it. There's some really funny mm-hmm. ones on there. One of the ones that I like, which I actually have done previously to it being <laughs> on, on in, I think it's in the book, um, is when you have an empty bottle or an empty chip, like a, like hot chips, you know, box, um, yeah. or whatever, empty packet of chips or whatever you, you say, man, this feels really heavy. These materials really heavy lately. Like feel that. And you hand it to them. It's empty. And then you just go, thanks. Could you put it in the bin for me? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, thanks. Could you just throw it in the trash? I, I do it all the time. It gets people pretty regularly. Yeah. That's brilliant. I'm going to, I'm going to adapt that, that That's good. or adopt, adopt that. You and you go, yeah. man, feel how heavy that is. And then they're like, they grab it because they, they trust you, you know, like you, you clearly, like, yeah. you misplaced in trust, but you're like, oh, thanks for that. Could you just put it, because it's the, it's the schoolyard thing of last touch. It has to put it in the bin. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> bring, so good. Bringing back the schoolyard politics. <laughs> so funny. Oh, oh man, hey, we could talk for love hours, it. I reckon, joking around, but, um, that's cool. Hey, real quick, Adam, just give just give listeners, obviously now they know you're a reverend, reverend and a lord, but just give listeners a little bit about who you are. Obviously, I've mentioned your wife and your three kids, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, just who you are, where you're from um, and what you're doing currently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Um, yeah, so Melissa and I uh, – we have been married for 19 years this year. We have three amazing boys who are 16, um, 14, and 10. And um, we, like, yeah, so we live in Ontario, Canada, <clears throat> and we're all the moose and bears. No sharks, praise God. <laughs> There's no sharks here. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we, so, yeah, so really we, most of Melissa and I's life and marriage together has been, um, as missionaries, like we got married when we were 20. And then by the time we were 21, we were involved with Youth for Christ. Um, and then we've just lived in a missionary call for the, our whole marriage um, and our whole working, essentially adult working lives where we've just depended on the Lord for provision for um, everything that we see, like everything from vehicles to where we're living to um, 
yeah, the equipment we use for ministry and all those different things we just see God provide for our family and then learn the generosity of God. And then we've learned to be very generous through that whole experience. So we have just through all of our different, um, you know, life and raising boys in that, um, you know, serving in Canada, nationally in Canada and internationally as well with Youth for Christ. Um, we just, we feel like we're the richest people on the planet. Um, so, so that was, that's kind of like the, the kind of the real heartbeat of, we just live with a real sense of gratitude and joy. Um, and now, now we lead a ministry, not Youth for Christ anymore, but now a ministry called Disciple of City, where I, in which the director of that, and we have this growing team ministry that is going across Canada and equipping people to share the gospel and giving really clear, simple tools on how to do that as well as modeling just revival culture. And so seeing God do the most amazing things in our nation right now um, and just feel like we are living in days in which, you know, years ago we would pray for, and now it feels like we're living in the promise of what we used to pray for. Mm. And um, it feels like we've, we've entered the land, so to speak, this promised land of milk and honey. And we're just, um, like overwhelmed by what the Lord is doing. So um, wow. it's really fun. Like wow. just having an honest blast. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that's right. I met you when you were, were you international prayer coordinator? YC? How are you? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. 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 Intergalactic warrior. <laughs> Intergalactic <laughs> multi-universe multi <laughs> prayer coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. You people won't know this. Here's a fun fact about Adam. Adam opened the Awakening Australia 2018 in prayer. Didn't you pray? You were you did I prayer? You def? I'm no. No, I'm pretty sure you did. I was up on stage. Like Fitzy threw me up. I was just backstage, and all of a sudden he just threw me a mic and said, "Hey, go close this session and lead into the outreach part." Close the session. So I don't think I did any. Oh, yeah. Open the prayer sounded better. No, that's cool. No, awesome. <laughs> no, it's good. Hey, tell, like, I want to hear about Disciple of City because our guys have done mm. people from, from our church, my church, yeah. the church that we lead, we've done yeah. your course. Um, and I think we had 14, 15 people go through it or something like that. And, um, I know a bunch of people here in Australia have done it as well. So I want to hear mm. about that in a second. But you guys had a similar experience to us in Melbourne. We were like the Commonwealth brother and sister mm. states in COVID. How, yeah. how did you and Melissa and your boys personally navigate, you know, those things, lockdowns, mandates. Um, yeah. We're, yeah. This is, we're going, we've, we've shift gears here. We've gone deep. Um, yeah. How did you, yeah. how did you guys navigate that with, you know, obviously the call of Christ to love your neighbor, but then go and make disciples and all those things. So, yeah. 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 Great question. Um, so, what was wild is we started Disciple City as its own entity in 2020. And then by whatever March of 2020, that's when the whole pandemic COVID thing happened. So it was, we kind of, since the 
birth of Disciple City as its entity, it lived through that whole time. So we, as everyone else was pivoting and doing all those, like, you know, those, um, just even those words still pivoting or unprecedented times, you're like, oh, yeah. So, um, so through all that, we just, we had the joy of, and the opportunity to start a ministry in the middle and the start of all that, which was crazy. So really what happened in Canada is we have a couple friends who were a part of different health units or, or the health person for like you know overseeing 200 staff so they had all the up-to-date information on what was first coming out and they said like i was like so what is this thing because i just have never and i would say this with true honesty i just never had a day of fear around covid melissa and i because we a we just believe that jesus is our healer we've seen way too much just know his righteousness has made us right with God. So even even something for like a weapon formed against us, we're just like, we're just going to give thanks. We've just lived through too much to bow a knee to anything like sickness or Come on. Yeah. Uh, just That's to awesome. give it space, right, over our faith. So um, I was just like, I, I, like, I'm not afraid of this at all. Like it mm-hmm. sounds like it's a, like it has similar qualities to different flus and, and whatever before. So I was talking to my friends who knew health and I was like, so what is this? And they were like, well, it's really like, you're probably going to get it. And if you're in good health and you don't have any comorbidities, you'll be fine. I was like, Oh, great. So, so this we were is like, from perfect. Someone who oversees 200 people in a health role yeah. in the government. Yeah. Yeah. No, not in a government, okay. but within a fire. Yeah. Yeah. So they were, uh, or like at least not federal, but like, local, yeah, still local kind of in a public yeah, yeah. local yeah. role. Yeah. So they were like, you know, just be healthy essentially. And I was like, Oh, great. Okay. So, um, so the first lockdown in Canada happened so and we were the, like, I oh, lost a hundred kilos is, and started you know, eating co- food and drinking water and I'm like, no, no, started being yeah. <laughs> It's where my love for running. Totally. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, Sorry. right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. No, no, it's it's fine. It's totally fine. So, um, yeah. So Melissa and I, the first lockdown happened in Canada, and we were like, well, I guess we both felt really uneasy with it, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, because we were like, this is weird, and but we're like, okay, I guess like we don't really know anything, so I guess we will and we were in the middle of we had to move in the middle of that first lockdown but then we watched our boys and we homeschool our boys um they're very social um but we watched them through that first month or whatever it was just slow down and it was just like you everywhere you went you're hearing about this virus and we watched them emotionally start to check out especially one like our middle guy um, and he was just laying on the couch more and I was like, are you okay, buddy? And he's like, oh, I just feel sad. And I just feel, and at that point I was like, we're not doing this lockdown. We're, we're done for the sake of our kids. I cannot practice this isolating thing for my children. Um, there's, there's just no way like he needs to rough or rough house. He needs to go run and play. He needs to hug people. Um, so we just, we're like, we're going to be done this. 
so for the next, you know, through the whole thing, Melissa and I navigated it as um, for our family, we were going to advocate for our own health and our own kids. So in terms of any adherence to any lockdown or um, federal mandates coming from any government body, we were like, that will always be secondary to what is best for our family. Um, any kind of protocols or anything like that. So we largely didn't obey the mandates um, for for the, the remainder of whatever was happening in Canada. Because it got like Australia got pretty hectic here too mm-hmm. in terms of what happened. Um, and then uh, and then through that, in terms of ministry, we were like, oh, there's just there's this opportunity. Like, how do you if if we're not going to share the gospel in this season, I I felt like we would be disobedient. Yeah, yeah. Because the gospel needs to be preached at at any point and in every moment. So we just went after that. So we were intentionally going out of our way to go share the gospel of people. Still, we ended up baptizing people in the middle of lockdowns. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just a blast because I remember I baptized um, you know Todd, so, um, friend Todd and I, we baptized this guy, and he said to us, I've been looking to go to a church and give my life to Jesus, and every time I went, they were all closed. Wow. I and, wrote uh, about that on, on Facebook. I wrote, like, this kind okay. of thing. Yeah. Like, someone could look, be yeah. looking for a church, and they'll all be closed. Or you can't come in because you haven't. Yeah. If you weren't vaxxed or whatever, you couldn't come in. It's like, man, yeah. that's just not the Jesus. Yeah. Jesus just wouldn't. No. He'd hunt them down. No. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So through that, we saw incredible fruit of people coming to the Lord. Um, and it was, it honestly, we were just we're like having those moments where we just felt the Holy Spirit come on us and lead us exactly to the right person at the right time, um, just to ensure that the gospel was finding those people. Right. So we, um, I think in the one year we had, seen well over 100 people come to the Lord and baptized and then being discipled come on. in that process. To one one point, one of our friends who had started a little house church in the middle of it all, in one month they had baptized 30 people um, to the point where – That's awesome. Yeah. So they were like – to the point they were baptizing so <laughs> – Sorry, that's a good resist. <laughs> Yeah, amen. So oh, I should do that, another one. Oh, you know, presented really an amen, amen. More Lord, yeah. More. <laughs> Shakarama. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So that was beautiful, even to the point where we went and uh, went to the the Freedom Convoy, like the the truckers convoy in Canada mm. that happened that made international news, and that was, dude. Like, there's there's the story. The media tells there's, you know, some of the people are even on trial this week still for that in Canada. You're kidding me. But what was, it's wild. So in the middle of that, we went, we were there almost every weekend um, because the amount of people who were seeking God, right? Like there was story after story. Um, I was in like a a coffee shop at Tim Hortons. Mark Greenwood loves Tim Hortons, if he ever listens to this. Um, so we're in this, like, coffee shop, and I I just, like, it's full of people. There's probably about 200 people, and they're all trying to stay warm. It's in the middle of winter. And I was like, well, we're going to tell them all these people about Jesus. So I just was like, hey, everyone, 
Uh, my name is Adam. I'm a Christian. I'm a pastor at a church in Peterborough and, and like help lead a ministry. And I was like, I just want to tell you, like, we are praying for the end of these mandates, right? Because they're, they're destroying lives, all this kind of stuff. And so I want to pray for you right now. And um, oh. so everyone was like, amazing. And, and they just bowed their heads and let me pray for them. Right. So we just prayed. Um, and then after we're like, if any of you have any pain or sickness or anything going on in your body, please come talk to us. We have a group of friends here. They'd happily pray for you. So our, our friends just got to go lay hands on a handful of people. Um, there, a guy came up to me immediately after that. And he was like, hey, I'm not a Christian, but my friends are. And they've been working on me. They've given me a Bible. They've been telling me about Jesus. And he's like, and your boldness just to do that really moved my heart. Wow. And so it just got to like, it was, yeah. So there was one moment where I prayed for a woman on who's had crutches wow. and she had been prayed for, I'm sorry. I was the fifth person to stop and pray for her in two blocks Come on. In, during that convoy. So there was so many Christians there, right? Just like even our, our national media said the, the freedom convoy, the truckers convoy was fueled by faith. Because there was, they were blaring like Bethel music from the main stage. They had um, like pastors go up and pray for healing for people. Like it was, so all that to say, it was like in the middle of, I'm sharing that in kind of in the story of where Melissa and I were through all of it to be like, we just had to be obedient to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we ended up in this space where we were just seeing God move in such beautiful ways. Um, despite any governmental um, restrictions and mandates, we just saw God do incredible stuff, which really bolstered our faith. Cause we're like, yeah, the gospel's not tamed. It, it can't be held. And if we put Jesus first and obey him first, we're going to see a move and there's no political power on the planet that can actually stop the gospel because it's a spirit led movement. Um, that is outside the authority or jurisdiction of any government on the planet. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just look at history, hey, and you go, yeah, people have tried to stop Christianity. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Mm, always yeah. Fails. What did I hear the other day? Yeah. 12,000 people a day are getting saved in China. No, it's, it's more than it's that. Probably more than that now. Yeah. Because yeah. cause I think um, statistically they're saying around 100,000 people a day globally and around 35,000 in China 35, a day. Yeah, that was a, probably a while ago, that stat. But, yeah, yeah. It's wild. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, come on. Come on. So good. Hey, talk to me about Disciple of City. Um, I've, yeah, I've just been inspired by you guys from a distance and obviously we've done the course and, you know, I know what you guys are on about. Where did that come from? What's been the birthing of that? Mm. Um, and, yeah, what's God doing in Peterborough, Toronto, wherever you are, wherever you guys are doing stuff? Yeah. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um... There was kind of two components that led to the creation of Disciple City. And one was uh, I was at a Bethel church and first time I actually uh, hung out 
or second time I hung out with Ben Fitz. Mm. And um, we were like in this little like ghetto of Reading where crime and crime in that part of the city had dropped by over 50% because of their little house church. Clay Street, yeah, Clay Street. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. So I, I saw. Dude, it was it was wild just to be right in the middle of it, and then saw a man who is very demonized get set free and give his life to Jesus. And um, in that moment, I just was like, "Okay, God!" Like God marked me mm. through seeing someone else get delivered. And um, so when that happened, that was a, a marking moment that I was like, "Okay, we need to bring the supernatural to Canada." So. There is one component of Disciple City that's we are like, let's just equip people in the supernatural, how to pray for miracles, how to do deliverance, um, get words of knowledge, move in, pro- in the prophetic, all that kind of stuff. And then through my international travels with Youth for Christ, I became aware of these other missional movements that happened primarily in India, China, Iran, Afghan- Afghanistan, um, around people like disciples being trained immediately to go make other disciples. Yeah. Um, so disciple making movements. Yeah. And so we were like, Oh, could we marry the supernatural with disciple making movements and actually bring that to Canada and give that to churches and leaders and people so that they would feel empowered to go share the gospel and have tools to do that. And so through that, that's disciple city became that the tool that housed those two things so we um, we started creating events and retreats and um, training, yeah, again, events, um, equipping sessions, worship events, all with that heart. Can we inspire and give tools to people to go share the gospel? And through that, we've started to just see God's breath on this thing where we've now trained thousands of people across Canada to do that thing, working with dozens of churches, um, primarily in Canada, but then also providing resources like the Every Disciple Sense thing that you guys have run mm. um, to really just answer this this one thing for Christians, that Christians want to share the gospel, but often don't know how. Yeah. So Good. we're like, well, let's answer how. And if we can answer how, that'll help mobilize more people to share the gospel. And then in so doing, we've we're getting like testimonies everywhere people getting saved healed and delivered um and it's been so so special just to see what you know we took what we had offered it to the lord and now he's and just tried to steward and be um yeah responsible with it and humble with it and god's just been growing it since 2020 um it's awesome so that has led us to some cool spots yeah tell me a couple of just really cool testimonies of what God's been doing. Yeah. Well, okay. <clears throat> super, super fun is, so the goal of Disciple City is like really one of the internal things we always say is our success is someone else's obedience. Right. So we're like, that's what we really want to celebrate. So in um, 2021, got a friend of mine called uh, a couple of us and we're like, Hey, there's a friend, a friend I have, um, I've led her to the Lord, but she needs deliverance. Would you mind coming, driving over, and we can pray for her? And we're like, sure. So it turns out the girl we're going to pray for is agoraphobic. 
she hadn't left her house in over six months and she was just terrified of of going outside even just even outside of her room so we go over and and she's been brave enough to at least come outside and sit on a chair and allow us to pray for her and um so we're like oh this is this is awesome so we're like jesus can definitely do something about this and uh She's like, okay, because like I haven't gone grocery shopping. Like I, I've literally been in my house, have not left for months. Um, her husband was amazing and just serving her really, really well. So that that was really cool. But um, so we started praying for it. And immediately, I was like, oh, she just needs an encounter with the Father. Like we can start commanding stuff off of her and out of her, but like she just needs a real like a love encounter with God. And so we start to uh, pray. And so I just said, Hey, do you want to just take, like, hold your hands out in front of you and take all of the things that are stopping you from really encountering God right now, just, and all the shame, all whatever's going on, just hold it in front of you and then ask Jesus what he wants to do with it. And so she's eyes closed. She's like holding her hands out and she's like, Oh, he's, he's putting something into my hands with all the stuff that I'm giving to him. And I'm like, okay, well, what's he doing? She's like, he lit it all on fire. It's burning up. And then she said, it's gone. Wow. And she just started to weep. And she got completely free that night. Come on. And the next day went to a grocery store, uh, got groceries, ended up within a week, got her job back. Like her life was completely transformed. Um, And then the so the girl who invited us to come pray, we had trained to share the gospel. She shared the gospel with this girl who just got free and then got to baptize her about a month later in just a local lake here. So what's wild about that is so someone we trained led someone to Jesus, which is now a second generation Christian. That girl got free mm. and just in the last four months led like so now we're in 2023 that wife just led her husband to the Lord wow. and, and then the wife got to baptize her husband. Come on. That's so and awesome. so it so, so special. Like, so that's one of now hundreds of stories that we're seeing across Canada. People who've been trained are now taking the message of the gospel to the people they know mm. and living it in such a, a beautiful way. That's why we're like, we need the supernatural, but we also need simple tools because people are like, yeah, my life's different. I heard from the Lord. He spoke to me. I encountered him. I am transformed. But then they know how to take that message and invite other people to experience the same thing. So that's one, again, of hundreds of stories of people being transformed through just simple training. That's special. Yeah. Mm. How How have you gone with... Like obviously, Disciple City is its own ministry, and mm-hmm. you know, like you said, you want to equip, you want to send. Um, how has mm-hmm. that been received, and or you know, partnering with local churches, ministries? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how yeah. is that? It- you know, I know, I know. There's really good parachurch. I don't really like that word, but, you know, ministries that work well with local churches here and then there's ones that don't. Not, I think, because it's not their heart. I just think it just sort of, 
they, they just can't sort of figure that out. Is that how's that gone for you guys? It's going really, really well. Um, so what we try, we, what we've tried to do with Disciple of City, and like the vision of it is like we can disciple a city through training disciples to go share Jesus, right? That's kind of the, the vision is always just held right in the name of it. So what we kind of aspire to do is work with churches. So we, we kind of hold our staff team and, and the ministry team as a resource hub. Mm. So we're not just missionaries rocking up and doing all the work. We're actually kind of like we've adopted a bit of an alpha model. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So we're like, can we, so we're trying to position the church and the leaders, the congregation, whoever as the, the main missionaries and ministers of what we're yeah, doing. Like so we're trying to see your team, like come in, train up people and leave. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So then we, we actually have someone on our team who's like our, our team sending coordinator and she's the person that anyone we train, she connects with. Mm-hmm. So she ensures that it's never just like a one-off flash in the pan event, yeah, but we're cool. Cool. highly, we're always doing like, Hey, can we create long-term relationships That's with good. people, with leaders in our nation? So it's not just like, Hey, cool. That like happened a bunch Thanks of healings happened. Event. People came yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. yeah. See ya. We're like, we're invested in continuing in relationship with those leaders so that they eventually embody the culture of the kingdom of God and disciple making in a way that it's reproducible. Do you see many, yeah. have you seen, I know you're only a few years in, but have you seen like, oh, mm-hmm. we went to this church and we did a thing there. And then like a year later we come back and there's the cultures changed. They're making disciples. They're seeing the supernatural manifest. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's cool. Really, really yeah. Um, and you're always working. Generally, we end up working with churches and leaders who are already highly motivated. Yeah, they're hungry. Right? So they're, they're for it. Yeah. 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 They're looking for it. Yeah. Um, so we have seen yeah, people just get switched on yeah. and go, oh, I didn't realize how easy this was. And you're like, yeah, it turns out like the Holy Spirit moves through your obedience. So when you just go step out, yeah. you end up in all sorts of wild spots and yeah. So we've seen some really, really neat stuff. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Real. Right. Yeah. 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 Amazing. Yeah. Hey, what are you, Mm. one last question. What are you, Yeah. what are you seeing happening in the world right now in terms of just, God, what's he doing? What's what are you sensing the spirit of God mm. saying to you? You know, what's yeah, what's big picture, small picture, you know, what's kind of what are you sensing is happening right now post COVID? Um you know, we we we're seeing a real hunger in the bride, uh, yeah. to, you know, to go reach the lost and but yeah, what are you yeah. got, what are you sensing for for the the broader church, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I would agree with that. There, I've certainly seen hunger. Um, I think I'm seeing this, especially in Western nations. 
it was this is really one of the first times that as Western nations since you know the Second World War that things were really shaken, mm. right? Mm. And it 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 boiled it and it that the whole pandemic thing just sh- ruffled so, and yeah. shook so many different th- on so many different layers. So I think what I'm seeing is all of a sudden the church go, oh, there's a real a battle, and b there's a cost to this and it it's produced and caused people to really live out their faith with more teeth um, and less concern about always being um, socially relevant. Like they're just like, no, like I'm a Christian. Jesus is true. And I'm not backing down from that reality. He's changed my life. He can change yours. Um, yeah. And so there's like this fight that I've seen back in the church, even to the point where um, we just had the joy of partnering and collaborating to pull off a stadium event in Canada. It was the first major stadium event in Canada um, post-COVID. And what that did was actually inspire so many ministries and leaders to dream again. Yeah. Because they were like, it was like people needed that event at a spirit level to go, I, I got to shake like all this, uh, this stuff that's just happened. We're shaking it off now and we are going after God for our nation. Um, and we're, we're just not ashamed that we believe, Hey, there's still only two genders. There's still like, we just believe the word of God for the truth of, of what he has declared as truth. Um, and not in like political or not with a political spirit, but just with the true, like there's freedom found in the pages of scripture we're not, because we're not it leads us to this. Jesus. We're not, we're not yeah. bending on yeah. this thing. It's like, if you ask me this, I'll yeah. tell you honestly. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, I mean, yeah. that's Paul and that in prison. It's like, yeah, it's like, no, we're going to keep preaching yeah. the gospel. It's like, you can stone us, kill us, but we're not going to stop preaching Jesus. Yeah. 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 And I think that's it. I think the the mission and vision of God is fulfilled when we make the Great Commission our mission, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. it's there. There is like because I'm like, yeah, I I want to like I'm a I'm a ministry and organizational leader, um, but I also recognize that even through leading in like an exceptional except you know what I mean. I'm speaking in tongues now. An exceptional team of people (laughs) the real purpose is not to have a great organization it's actually to just see the gospel preached and if we keep that as the focal that is being faithful to to the last commandment of jesus i couldn't agree i couldn't agree more i think we're seeing churches and ministries that are keeping the main thing the main thing and putting skin in the game Yeah. yeah thrive and grow and not just numerical growth, but like depth of relationship with the Lord and, you know, yeah, like certainty of like, oh, no, I know what I'm here for. I know what I'm called to do and I'm not wasting time. I'm doing this. And then I think Mm. not to compare because I just don't, I think I love the bride and I want to see the bride thrive, yeah. but yeah. churches that are trying to play the fence game, they're just people mm-hmm. just like, yeah, look, I'm 
it's not going to come back here or I'm not going to, I love God and I love Jesus. And, yeah. But I just can't play, play a political game or play a weak yeah. gospel game yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It's like, yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Come on. Right. That's exciting. Hey, how do people, Yeah. how do people who are listening who might be not in Canada get plugged into you guys, every disciple sent your ministry website, pipes, socials, <laughs> the Toddcast. All of that, eh? Yes. You should, everyone needs to subscribe to the Toddcast. I'm on it. Andrew Scarborough's on it. Yeah. 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 Todd thoroughly enjoyed interviewing and hosting both you Oh, and Andrew. It was he glorious. Got, he like pushed me over the edge. He's like, yeah, you need to get this and you need to get this. And he yeah, was the final yeah. piece in my, I'm like, all right, I got to pull my finger out and get this thing on. So. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Probably the easiest way is just go to discipleacity.ca. And that, that lists everything. Yeah. .ca. And then you can find the Toddcast or Every Disciple Sent or various other things that we're doing there. It's kind of the main hub and website of it all. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Adam, before you leave, why don't you just pray? Pray for us. Pray. Just pray for people listening. And um, and then mm. we'll close. Yeah. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. Father, thank you so much for Liam, for Shan, the girls. Um. Yeah, for Sanctuary Church, for everything you're doing in the great Southland of the Holy Ghost in Australia. And I thank you, God, that um, just in my heart and spirit, I just bless, like, I just see, like, new leaders and pioneers emerging in Australia. So I thank you for, like, um, just men and women who are just seeing the call and, and, and being marked by God, stepping into the fray, so to speak, but I just thank you, God, that you're giving grace for them to lead well, to live well. Um, and God, just thank you for what you're doing in Australia. We just increase it because we just had so many wild baptisms through this whole um, event a couple weeks ago there uh, with Leon's Church and a couple others, a big event. So we just bless the work there, that more disciples would be trained, raised up and sent right across that nation. Um, yeah, and thank you for Liam. Thank you, God, that he has a heart to serve um, and, a, and an understanding just to create space for you to come and minister to people. So bless him and his work and ministry. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, Adam Shepsky, for being on the show. Hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Please click subscribe. And uh, we hope this blesses your spirit, your soul, and your body. We look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless.